On this episode of the AIE Podcast. We have an update on the trial of style. Congrats, conquerors of Osis. Are you ready for the the Jester's Festival? Lord of the Rings Online returns to Karndom. And Hoots and Link Theris are here to talk about TTRPGs and AIE. All that and more, coming up now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 401 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Octa-esque gaming community. The die has been podcast. I am Akala, and to my left and downstairs over slightly is Tetsemi. Running out of memory. Running? Oh, it's a beta. Never mind. I'm good. And to my right over a few states is Mewcow. Greetings, guildies. That's it? All right, yeah. then. All right, and this week we're joined by our very special guests, Hoots and Lanktheris, who are here to talk to us about some of the TPRPG activities in AIE. Welcome, gentlemen. Hola, bueno. Welcome, welcome from the frozen north, where, as of this very moment, it is snowing again. It snowed like 10 inches yesterday, so that's why I'm into tabletop RPGs, because I can't go anywhere. And and those two guests is why mine was so short. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, guys, start the timer now. No, nope. keep us on uh, keep us on, t- on task. Keep us from like going on some tangent. I mean, I we're, we're I, not gonna do like a Patton Oswalt like filibuster. I'll, I'll tell you this like much: it, Parks and Rec. it is currently a bit after seven. My wife said, "Try to keep it, you know, before 10. Okay, excellent, excellent. Uh, the good news is my game has been canceled tonight, so, you know, with the show does not have to be original as short as originally planned. In any case, we're going to be digging into tabletop shortly. Um, no, we're not. We're first going to be go- talking about what we've been doing, which I'm certain we'll start digging into tabletop. <laughs> so I'm actually just going to go um, from where you guys are on my screen, because I'm not looking at Twitch. Um, Hoots, what have you been up to in-game, out-of-game, um, at the table, off the table, whatever? Okay, so here's here's what's so. Hey, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast. Yeah. Like I, so we're we're. It's been I, I don't know. Has it been pre-pandemic that I haven't been on? Or I, I don't know. It's it been a hot been minute. Long, it's been a right? hot minute. Like I don't have like a sense of time anymore. Is basically who does? What no, it comes down there to. is like, no I got time. search. That's how badly it's gone. Like right. I have aged to the point where I need like. Little glasses things to uh Guys, to if see. you if you but, can't um, see, um Hoots is fifteen and looks thirty. <laughs> That's exactly correct. Yep. Um but no lately, so it's been kind of wild. Um uh, the past so for the fir- last two weeks of March, uh, my partner, uh bless her, she was away um uh like out for training in like Washington DC and uh f- last week and then for the next three weeks um or like the better part of the actual week so monday through friday she's out of town like for work so i'm left home alone um with uh two dogs one one we heard in the background in the pre-show he's a four-year-old mystery mix and um the other one is an 11 month old great pyrenees puppy 
who um, is like 85 pounds of absolute fury. Oh, wait, um, most as much as like I do. Yes. His... Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so he's, it's been great. Um, so Stop. my, 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 like, just what I've been up to, like, aside from, we'll, we'll talk about like tabletop gaming, which is kind of my, my like non-gaming hobby that I absolutely adore. But for gaming, um, I have sort of a, I, a new little device that I don't know if I've, I've probably not talked about on the show before, but it is the mister. And I don't know if any of you know what the mister project is, but the mister it's basically a project uh, that is set up on what's called a DE 10 nano board by Mm -hmm. Terrasic. So it's kind of a more expensive version of the, uh, the raspberry Pi. but instead of like an arm processor, it has an FPGA processor. Um, Mm. And so what the Mr. Project is, it's an attempt to emulate a bunch of retro, retro consoles, but rather than doing it in like software emulation, very intelligent people who are way more intelligent than I am have emulated the circuits and the hardware of the consoles on this project. That sounds fascinating. So you're supposed to get, yes, like hardware accurate emulation on this box that then you can pipe into like, you know, your Sony Triniton because you're mm-hmm. a monster and want that authentic gaming experience. I don't have a Sony Triniton. Right. I have just some random Ars HDTV. And uh, that's what I've been doing in my spare time is playing through Super Nintendo games. I think I linked Mr. Lanktheris did you know that Final Fantasy VI came out in 1994? Oh, God. That's 29 years ago wow. to this day. And um, I am still traumatized because of it when there was Sundering <laughs> of the World. Which, by so the way, still the best Final Fantasy, in my opinion, in the, of the entire series. Yes, even better than seven. Fight <laughs> me on that. I, I mean, I won't fight you on that, but you know, and we, I have spoken publicly and will continue to publicly speak that the best Final Fantasy is Chrono Trigger. End of discussion, <laughs> Mike. <Drop. laughs> yeah, February 25th, 2008, uh, 2018 is the last time you were with us. Ah, there oh, you go. Yeah, it was pre Wow, yeah. Absolutely, yep. So yeah, I've moved like two times since the pandemic. It's great. I am I am now I am still in the great state of Wisconsin, but in the southern the southern tip now in the uh the great city of Milwaukee. Um we'll actually talk about that a little bit later in the episode if if people are around um to any of the cons in Milwaukee this upcoming weekend. Um but yeah, I I think that's without going into a this is the story of my life for the past right 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 4 hey. years. I think that sums it up. Awesome. All right, Link. Um, in 15 minutes or less, what have you been up to? Lol. I kid because I love I love you know that. I know, and I love you too. So what have I been up to recently, like gaming wise? So I haven't really been playing that many like PC games. The only game that I've like actually recently picked up and been playing is um uh, and I always kill the name Anno Mutationum uh on the Switch, which is kind of a pixelated RP like pixelated combat RPG in a dystopian background. And one of the things is that uh one of your little characters is a little sprite, you have to be appropriately dressed when you go out and kick butt. 
Okay. So and it and it's <laughs> well, yeah, you guaranteed. Can't, you can't do good DPS if you look bad. Okay, well, is you don't this look like Final good. Fantasy Ten Two dressing, or what? What sort of level are we are we talking about? And for those of you who get the Final Fantasy Ten Two reference, kudos. <laughs> Well, if you, if you watch the trailer, one of the selling points is the making sure you select the appropriate attire, outfit, dress for your, your nightly goings on. Because you can be in combat, you can be at a bar, you can be on going on a date, mm-hmm. you might be destroying a bunch I mean, of oral you know, three. mechanics. So you got to make sure you got the appropriate like dress to go along with what you're wearing or what you're doing. So 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 this is Final Fantasy I mean, Final Fantasy X-2 wasn't exactly that, but sure, yeah. we'll say it's exactly like Final Fantasy X-2. It, it, it's, it's, it, it's cyberpunk uh, 2077, just pixelated and a lot like colorful and actually not janky. Right. Um, I, we have some interjection here from Augusti, and she's correct. Trial of style indeed. Yep. <laughs> no, you, you can't. You can see it's a matter of like, you know, internal foci of control. You don't feel good if you don't dress well. I'm I'm a big believer in this. I mean, if you're fight, you know, fight, you know, fighting the the evil Hellspawn or the 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 servants of Cthulhu in like you look a running like a like an Adidas tracking shirt. If you look like one of the Russian like tracksuit yeah, mafia, yeah, 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 exactly. You're not going to be as effective. No, no, yeah, not there's much. no unless you're, no unless you're a minion. Suit. Yeah. But show up in an ascot and a three quarter pirate what? pirate jacket. You're Absolutely. Or or in a wiggle dress with all the appropriate undergarments and make everything fit perfectly. Yep. Absolutely. Every day. So is my like t-shirt and sweatpants approach to working from home? No, like, it's fine. That, it's fine. You're, you're I, a minion. Like, well, you're a minion. Or, no. Should am I a minion or am mm-hmm. I part of like slash R anti-work? Is that really what it's what it's mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, it Why not both? Like, Why not both? So what you yeah, need to okay. do seeing that you can actually grow decent facial hair, unlike me. You should like that's, that's go true. for the whole like yeah. barb, you know, the curly mustache. Here's the yeah. thing: I haven't touched this in like three weeks. Now you can like I have like all sorts of neck hairs that I need to like. Trim <laughs> like up. I say, we're I'm not going to call you actually, a neck beard, yeah, my friend. Yeah, yeah, a neck beard, but it's it's real bad right now. <laughs> and um, but no, it's like I think we were interviewing someone, and I think like the three of us uh, who were doing the interviewing before we got in, it's like, well, we're we're obviously not. He was an internal hire, so we all knew him. Oh, so that's good. Okay, maybe yeah. that makes it better or worse. I so still we're immediately up. thinking, yeah. Yeah, and I still dress up too, but we were like, yeah, if he wears like a button-up shirt and a tie, we're we're immediately we're not only not hiring him, we're firing him. We're giving him a bad time. <laughs> it's, it's we're kicking him out. Um, but no, that's that's my maybe approach. But uh no, I'm glad your video game uh but really supports uh the dressing of up. And, yes. Uh, in that grammatical statement. No, so, yes, yeah, yes, because, yes, yes, yes. Because as you because as you all know, I have like six or seven suits that I haven't worn in going on now three years uh-huh, minute. yeah 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 no one does that anymore right yeah so go figure it's like really fancy shoes i never get to wear anymore this they're collecting dust because i don't actually like <laughs> go out that often and that's um, why you should dress up for game absolutely chase there you go my pyrenees ate one of my fancy shoes <gasps> oh no oh no that, that he, happened to Ted he... when we adopted our first baby yeah yeah, and I say it was really my fault because I left the door open where the shoes are, right? Yeah, That's, yeah. Yes. You never have to worry about that with cats. 
and let, but they're gonna yeah. barf. They might barf. I'm gonna barf on them. Barf them. He's gonna say they'll throw uh, up. In them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna barf on your shoes or something even worse if you're late with lunch. But yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, really, really. All but right, guys. Um, five, um, we're our fi- we're 15 minutes into the show before Lance digress the first time. Counter going. <laughs> but to to make a long story short, so <laughs> I've actually been playing an awful lot of D and D for the past three four months. I've actually like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've got the Monday session campaign with Hoots, who's our DM. Awesome. Uh, Tyranny of Dragons for that, and actually Wednesday nights and Thursday nights I'll go to one of the two. One of the two local friendly, uh, friendly local gaming stores, and actually mm-hmm. go and play uh, through the Indie Adventure League there. So, excellent, very cool. So it, it's great to the point where you show up. It's like, oh god, he's here. It, yeah, it, it, it could be either way. It could be a good oh god or a bad oh god. Well, mostly <laughs> it's a it's a it's a good oh god. It's yeah. a bad oh god when we happen to. And you might have noticed my little rant the other day on Discord about like yes. the topic of clerks who don't clerk. It's, mm-hmm. it's just like you're too busy doing DPS. I'm like half the party's dying, dude. Yeah. Oh, I I can't have. I as, as somebody who is almost always the healer, which is a weird thing for me. Yeah, I I do not get behind that. Like you've got a job. Yes. If everybody is up up okay. Yeah. DPS away or do something like bless that helps people stay up and hit. But if you've got your party dropping, you need to cleric. The 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 uh, the the, uh, the tank is like on like at one point it's like it's on the last three hit points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sanctuary on them. Oh, but no, you know what's my return of investment on healing you up? And I'm like going, the tank I- survives. The exactly. tank does the tank's job. It's just like in a video game, you have a rule and use the healing word if as a bonus action if you have to. Yeah, but- all right. But what I'm going to, what I've joked around with DM at the time is like, I'm going to make a little, like, really fancy dunce hat and not say dunce, but say wizard with two Z's. And, <laughs> and, and like, congratulations, you get to wear the win, the rinse win hat because you're terrible. Right, right. I would wear the wizard, wizard hat voluntarily all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. You just um, gave me an idea from my Etsy store. <laughs> ooh. All right. Uh, anything else, my friend, before I move on to Mew? I think we're all good. Okay. We'll, we'll get yeah. into this in just a few. All right, Mew, what have you been up to, my friend? Uh, let's see. Uh, allergies. Let's uh, yeah. no, uh, fun stuff. Um, so the fun stuff. So um, we did um, uh, touch some grass in um, San Diego. Nice. Um, yep. Uh, it was the kiddo's birthday. So we drug him to uh, Legoland. Drug him. I know your son. Yeah. <laughs> and SeaWorld. Because um, they were both right there. Which is amusingly enough, I, uh, as we're there, we then re- remembered... Oh yeah, there's a Legoland and a SeaWorld in San Antonio, and that's like two hours away. But, yeah, <laughs> it is quicker. But uh, but you know, however, you know, we, less we had family in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no cedar there. Right. Uh, in well, San Diego, not 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 San Antonio. Actually, I I honestly don't know because it felt like our allergies got worse when we were in oh San Diego. Oh no. So so I think it was the time of year where even <clears throat> where San Diego gets confused. Their trees yeah. are like I don't know I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, it was also constantly raining, which yes, doesn't. It yes. Oh it, my god, it, rain and water so bad. It, it makes no it's sense. Like that's glorious. Like, I, I lived in San Diego for a while, and it, it never rained. Like it rained one time in a year. And we were like, "What is this white stuff coming from the sky?" I don't <laughs> understand. 
And and we were there and it rained a lot. And it was just yeah. like, what is this city? This doesn't make sense. Everything. We were driving down the 15 and mm-hmm. it, it was green. Yeah. Like the yeah. hills were green. Oh, yeah. the, the sides of the I'm highway sure. were green. And I'm I just know, like, I know. What, what, where are we? This is supposed to be like brown and yellow. Like it doesn't make any sense. Nope. But uh, it's the upside down, you know. Because of work, I got to learn a little bit about like the, the makeup of like Southern California, and I realized I found out why allergies are particularly bad in Southern California. Is it because everyone brought their stuff with them? Well, no, it has everything to do with urban planning and the lack of like like um, of hiring arborists to actually plant trees. They just pick the most decorative trees. Right. Yeah. Ninety ninety percent of the trees grown in California, like planted, Not are male native. trees. Mm-hmm. Oh. So male. Yep. Constantly releasing shedding pollen if if they had planted female trees which would absorb some of that uh (laughs) then you wouldn't be too busy like inhaling the spooge everywhere yeah yeah makes sense sense. yes so yeah that's that's been fun we're still recovering from all that but uh but other than that uh gaming wise let's see uh have been uh, playing wow trying to progress in hero grading um did enjoy the new area um for a little bit um, but then most of my time gets sucked up in raiding. And then the other thing I've been doing is uh, leveling up uh, a Drek'thir. Um And uh, because uh, I heard some interesting rumors that the they might be getting a third spec. And it's toss-up whether it's a, a tank or a support class. Yep. But e- either right. way, that sounds interesting. Especially, yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, I, I would love if it was a tank because I oh, prefer yeah. tanking. But I would also love the ability to, you know, do something other than tanking on that character. Because right now, my main character is a warrior, and it's tank or DPS. Yep. And we don't need DPS. DPS are a dime a dozen. It's tanks and healers that we're always in need of. So as it is right now, it's like, oh, we're short on healers. I can stand here with my shield. <laughs> That's <laughs> yep. basically all I can do for you. Exactly. I can <laughs> but, self-heal. Uh, I brought bandages. Yeah. That, that's the whole cleric rant. Well, the funny thing is... That. Whether mm-hmm. online or in person, you always have the hard time getting a healer in a tank. Yep. No. Uh, but yeah, that's well. The other funny thing too is warriors is I'm usually the fifth healer. If we have two, if we have three right. healers, um, I'm the fifth healer because the fourth healer is my co-tank who is a druid bear. Um, oh, yeah. And, and sometimes that druid bear um, will fight with a third place healer for for the third place spot because of right. how much healing those things do. But. Uh, <clears throat> But uh, yeah, that's that's been a lot of my focus. I, I have been in Final Fantasy fourteen, enjoying time with the Lulliprits, which I don't know, is he still hanging up here? I have a Lulliprit up here somewhere. But uh, these uh, these little bunny dudes, which I can't tell you where they're from, because that would be, would be spoilers. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've been hanging out with these guys um, a lot. Uh, they have some funny and very inappropriate quests. Okay. Um, yeah. That bunny yeah. is really cute. Like, it's insanely adorable bunny. Cute. Please watch. Please, please uh, take a look at the. uh, Like, privately send me a link where I can acquire one because my wife will love one of those bunnies. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV Collector's Edition for Endwalker. (laughs) So you know you got two or three hundred dollars. Yeah, no big deal. Um, But uh, (laughs) these things, these things alone, though, people are selling these alone on eBay for like seventy bucks for some reason. Like really, Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's. But um. That's a strange thing. Yeah, they're they're cute, and they they because of what, what's been going on with them, they're kind of clueless into the what's been going on in with with us, you know, mm-hmm. other people in in the Final Fantasy fourteen world. So it's just coming across some of the things they've been doing up there. You're just like, 
Really? Really, you guys? Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to shame what you're doing. You know, you, you yep. enjoy you. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the translators had some fun with uh, the quests. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that and uh, playing a bit of uh, Genshin, um, Genshin Impact, trying to catch up with the story because uh, their latest events are always behind the most latest story, and it's very annoying because I'm still right. behind on the main story because there's just so much of it. Like, it's, I mean, it's a, the new area is a giant area that's all this uh, lush forest and then all this huge desert. And so I've just not gotten through all of it, and then they just keep throwing these new events, which have... That's that's the other funny thing is unlike a lot of other games, Genshin's events are thick with story. Like just mm -hmm. you learn some crazy things about characters and their interactions, and you know, um, you know, we learned that one of them is really bad at jokes and revels in it. And his traveling companions want to strangle him on a regular basis because of just how bad he's the kind of guy that will tell you a bad joke and then he'll have to explain it to you because you've clearly not gotten it because you're not right, laughing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And this character is like like a feared general of a, of an army. Funny, and throws out dad jokes, and is like, "This is why you're not getting. You, you, uh, do you understand the joke I'm trying to tell you? It's just hilarious." But you know, it's it's behind all this other story, so it's just so much catching up. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, do, I actually got some stuff done around the house, so Great. hopefully, I'm not covered in drywall. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You're fine. It's yeah, a yeah, you. Fine. You're good. Yeah, we're good. But uh, that's probably enough out of me. Awesome. So, Ted, what have you been up to? Uh, a lot. Uh, but I'll keep yeah. it short. Um, since you have the other games, I'm going to... Can I do the... Yeah, the yeah you still Call, Call of Cthulhu. Cthulhu. So, Call of Cthulhu, Whoop. we got diverted <laughs> from our main quest because they went, Hey, somebody's stealing brains up in Canada in uh, in Quebec, you or near Quebec. You need to go full, go up there and see if it's aliens. Uh, spoiler, it wasn't aliens, but we flew up there and, uh, you know, got introduced to the town, found out it was two homeless people, went to their version of the YMCA, met with a good father, noticed he had a phrenology head prominent in his office, went about, ended the, you know, ended the, the session, didn't think anything of it. Literally 30 <laughs> minutes after lying down in bed to go to sleep, I'm like, it's not aliens. That priest is operating on people. Yeah, he's like, isn't phrenology the study of the human head? I'm like, yeah. And we're, yeah like, we're like, yeah. wait a minute. Because the mm. MO of the aliens was they were taking brains out of people, putting them in other bodies, but they weren't wasting anything. They were keeping the bodies, trading the brains around, that sort of thing. They found two bodies with the, you know, with the brains removed, but they found the bodies. And we're like, there's a problem here. Right. So, yeah. So the next That's session, funny. you know, being the smart people we are, we laid out the whole plan. We said, okay, now we've got to get more information on the good father without accusing the good father because, you know, he's a good standing in the, in this small town. That would just be rude. So we're like, all right, older person in our party, you go impersonate a homeless person. We'll hit the local thrift store, get in good with the father, and no problem. Yeah, so that I worked like to way say... too well because he immediately <laughs> yeah. got in with the father, went to help with some construction at the father's house that he was renovating, and we didn't think to follow him. We were sitting Oops. at a bar having dinner. So 
<laughs> he yep. escaped literally by the skin of his teeth to make it to the bar where we were able to expose the whole thing and go, yeah, it wasn't aliens. It was this guy doing phrenology surgery and they found a bunch of brains and other stuff and unsolved murders that no one had thought to, you know, look at more closely. So yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. So that was, a yeah. Good time. And, and he said the older person, because the rest of us are literally college, college students, students. Or his character, his character's a teacher's aide. So yeah. like, yeah, we we're at Miskatonic. So like, you know, we're between like 20 and 25. Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. So now we've got to go back and pick up the main story, hopefully. So we'll, we'll see where that goes, but yeah, don't split the party without, following no. them that was just like yeah. what were we that, thinking that was does play into character though yeah that oh no it absolutely did students would think to split the party would be like no you'll be fine we're just gonna hang out he's, at a, he's a war yeah, veteran he, he was gonna go get information he was going to snoop around get right. father study find some notes and set you know to prove what we were thinking yeah but and he was you know he was a war veteran so we figured oh he can handle himself except yeah, this Irish priest was built like a brick. He had an and, 80, uh, he had an eighty strength. He had like a eighty five yeah. build. It was and, not cute. And chloroform. That was how he and was. Chloroform. Oh, yeah. lots of chloroform. Chloroform, not real chloroform. Yeah. So that was fun. So we went from that fun scenario to the second weekend of the Diablo Four beta. Speaking of things that are dark and just, good lord, some of those quests are. Really off-putting. Um, <laughs> it's still uh, had fun. I've oh, I, the early thing. Yeah, it's the it's the early beta. Um, leveled up. I tried all the classes. Uh, the sorcerer seems like the most overpowered right now. You get a lightning sorcerer with hydras, and everything just dies. Um, Necromancer is followed real closely because you start out with four skeletons as minions. And fairly quickly, you can upgrade them from skeletons without shields to shields, and then they start really tanking for you. Um, combine that with corpse explosion, and things just die. Except for the bosses. That's where they need some tuning. Like, up to the elites, everything's good. As soon as you hit a dungeon boss or the world boss, things slow down for no reason, and you're just it's a time sink. It's like, this is an interesting mm. fight. It's like the Savannah's fight in wow. Why did it have to be so long? It wasn't interesting. It wasn't fun. So they need, they need some tuning there. Um, Are they and, maybe taking hints from lost art? Cause I've seen like a lot of the lost art raid bosses. Like mm -hmm. they have like, what was it like, you know, 30, 40, 50 health, uh, health point uh, bars. Right. And you're just sitting there mowing through things for a few hours and that's, then eventually it dies. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Like there wasn't an interest, like there's five sections of health bar. So every 20% something happens and mm. nothing like it, it, strategy didn't change that much or, or things like that. It wasn't, there, there wasn't anything interesting about the boss. It just took a lot because they had a lot of health and it was like, mm. okay, we need, we need some tuning here. Um, and then other games, ESO, I've just been doing my my daily crafting, Final Fantasy XIV, like Mew, helping out with the Loprets. And um, wow, I did open up the, uh, I did all the stuff in Forbidden Reach. I got the 30 vault keys, finished the vault, uh, ended up with two 
unfinished items that I didn't have the rooms for because one is a egg that turns into a mount, but like you have to find here's the egg and this item that's in this room. And then you yeah. take that egg with the next item that's find in some, another room. Yeah, find some find some blue gloop. Find some exactly. red gloop. Find yeah. find this artifact over here. Find this yeah. thing and poke it. Sit on it for this amount of time. Do a little dance around it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So it's I think I'm like two items away from finishing it. And then there was one pet that I couldn't collect because the room that it spawned in didn't generate uh, in the 30 rooms that I unlocked because everyone got a different set of 30 rooms. So, yeah, but it was fun. For me, For me, I stopped getting keys after like nine and I was like, huh, maybe I need to come back another day or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what that was about. Maybe uh, I'm just so getting even really bad rares, you weren't picking up keys? I, I like I said, I, I kept getting them until I got about nine, and then they just stopped dropping. I was like, "Huh, is it nine a day?" Uh, hmm. Hmm. You know, no, it, it wasn't nine. A, you could get as many as you wanted a day. You had to make sure you did the first two quests. That like the first quest said, "Oh yeah, open three doors," and then the next you came mm-hmm. back, and then it's open a couple more doors. Um, yeah, and then once you did that, um. I like I said I had no problem getting keys. I was just killing rares and doing searchable stuff. So yeah, I just I just you know decided you know I don't want to waste any any more possible rares on this. I'm just going to stop for now and then go level my drag there. So gotcha. And I'll try it again, see what happens. All right, McCullough, what have you been up to? Um, I say well, we saved the galaxy today. Yay! And I did dark side points, so that's good. You did not get dark side points. I did not. I'm no longer in danger of turning to the dark side, <laughs> being the most moral character of that dang party, but still having really bad luck with R- RNG. <laughs> yeah, so it's really nice. No, so we um probably can go in for a little while, but um, so in our Star Wars RPG today, um, we had learned of a attempt that was going to happen in the Senate. Well, the Senate was meeting actually to discuss. Were they going to kind of help support the rest of the galaxy? Were they going to be, um, because we're in the New Republic era, um, were they going to, you know, pull their troops back? We have Leia Organa saying, no, they're Imperial remnants. Uh, We need to be, you know, supporting the troops and making money and fighting them. Where we have other people saying, no, it's fine. You're just, you know, being a warmonger. So (laughs) we had learned of a um, plot um, by some of the Imperial remnants. by the way, one of these is my character's clone, um, because, you know, Star Wars and having an evil clone Dr. Mother, um, where they had taken a chemical compound and made it so it only affected non-humans, but it was lethal within an hour. And by the way, humans weren't affected by it, but they were carriers. So they wouldn't kill anybody, but they would, you know, go other places. And of course, we're on Coruscant and spread it through the, you know, spread it through the galaxy to affect others. And they were um, using the weather droids to disperse it. And it is, you know, indoor day on Coruscant. So mm-hmm. everybody's out there celebrating and, you know, it's pretty. You know, looks pretty uh, innocuous. You have these weather droids around, and the uh, and the you oh, know, there's all these fireworks and all this. So we broke into 
one con- one uh, place where they were controlling the weather droids. Uh, we took that down. Um, rough fight, but we took it down. And then, but we found that there was a behind the guy that we were dealing with. There was another countdown that wasn't there was that had nothing to do <laughs> with course. what we were dealing with. So there was a secondary attack, and it was planted in a bon- in a statue of Mon Mothma at the Senate. So then we we raced down there, um, and there were two Sith that we had to fight, and we have a number of Force users on our group, but we're you know we're fairly untrained. We're not you know we're we're learning. We the most of us have two Force die. Um, they had five, so it was a real rough battle. A real rough battle. Um, and I am the, I am the healer. I heal by the force. I heal as a medic, all of that. So I spent most of my time keeping the tank up because she was fighting the, the, the one that was more, um, more trained, you know, the big bad with two lightsabers. Right. Um, and of course I'm giving commands of no, don't use blasters or set your blasters to stun because we know Jedi's can (laughs) soak lights. They can soak the, you know, the 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 blaster bolts. You can't soak stun. Nope. You cannot soak stun. Also, it's a also shotgun lot of... works really well. <laughs> no, because well, Star Wars wise, no though. My my rifle doesn't do crap. Uh, Mandalorian shotguns work really well. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, because yes, because they can they they're katorsis, katorsis, so yeah, or beskar. Yeah. So yes, those actually get through stuff. Yep. But most Jedi have lots of different defense. So I'm screaming like, don't kill them. Use stun. Um, so we're able to actually, we did um, viscerate one, got one of her lightsabers too, which is great when you have psychometry. I'll be playing with that later. Um, the other did escape, um, but we did. But while we're fighting them, our um, engineer is dealing with the bomb. So we did end up saving the galaxy. Um, at least making sure that, you know, all non-humans didn't die. Um, and then at the end of the game, we rolled for, you know, what light side or dark side we got. Um, for once, I rolled high. Yay! Because I was the furthest, I was also the, I also had the lowest number. So you roll a, a D100 to see, and then whoever gets the furthest from their base gets double points. And then I rolled eight out of ten. So I actually got 16 Light side Yay. points, which was great. That's so, great. Um, I'm no longer in danger of the dark side. So that was fun. Um, and now I'm going to pick up a bunch of new abilities um, and maybe learn some fighting abilities from this woman's j- lightsaber because I am a force. I'm a force sensitive who can't use a lightsaber yet because oh. it's all we know is brawn. Well, I'm an agility based. I'm a medic and I'm a pilot. I don't do brawn. Right. So that is the my I- exciting. Yes. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, as you were describing, like, the plot in your game to uh, destroy the galaxy, I'm a Warhammer 40k fan, so uh-huh. the only mm-hmm. thing I can think of is, all Xenos must die, hell, hell, the Emperor. But exactly. Like, very, very, much so, very much so. Yep. Yeah, very mm-hmm. much so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. Yep. And, and the fun thing is, I'm a former imp, so I'm a reformed imp. Um. So yeah. So that, that's my my exciting news. Um. So 
we've babbled on what's going on long enough. We're going to very quickly get through the news. Luckily, we don't have a lot. Yep. Um, and then we're going to talk even more ga- tabletop. So, yay! It's going to be a lot of tabletop <laughs> tonight. A.I.E. News. All right. Well, you know where to find the... Uh, the schedule for the mandatory fun night and we also have the links to the guild podcast all the various guild podcasts in the notes so go look there um just to let you all know nomads uh the aie valheim hosted server is online and the ip has changed the server information is pinned in the discord channel um, also, just a quick note before we get into the WoW news, the Diablo 4 beta goes through tomorrow at noon Pacific. The guild is currently at 150 members, which is full. Um, we're not probably going to spin up a second guild because they're going to do a wipe after this one. So, And there's not really any, like, there's not a guild bank or anything. It's just for communication right now. Um, we'll see what they do with guilds or clans, whatever they're going to call them. Uh, so just FYI, remember, if you get a character to 20 in the beta, even though it's wiped, you get the wolf pup sleeping on your back in the retail game. It's when so you purchase cute. It is. All right. But in WoW news, this week, the Trial of Style event was live and lots of fun was had with guildies in this fast-paced fashion competition. There were new categories this year, such as Going Green, Professional Expression, Gothic Gala, and Expedition Catwalk. Sadly, we couldn't queue as mixed Horde and Alliance groups yet, but Pepe was there to support both factions. Also, we have pictures. Is that Gusty Tail wielding Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade of the Windseeker? Why, yes. Yes, it is. Very nice. And in raid team news, New Braid took down the first three bosses in Vault of the Incarnates and made good progress on a fourth, Dathia. Go, New Braid. The Filthy Casuals defeated Normal, Razageth, and two bosses on Heroic. On the Alliance side, Hell Froze Over has downed Heroic Kureg, the coffee boss, and progression <laughs> team So Let's Go Skating is working on Heroic Razageth for their ahead of the curve achievement. Also on a, uh, let's see, whoop. Pasted twice. Sorry about that. We're looking for DMs for one week, a week of one shots. Dungeons and Dragons Guild event at the end of April. Please visit the Tabletop RPG channel in AIA Discord for more info and tag Gusty Tail if you're interested. Our DMs will be receiving a hand painted mini as a thank you gift courtesy of Lake Theras. Oh, hey, Lake, maybe you can talk about this more later in the news, in the, uh, in the game's discussion. Yes, absolutely. And a quick note from WoW Classic. Uh, they are still working on clearing Uldar. Ulduar, uh, been a few busy weeks for the team, but they're still around. Still waiting on word uh, when TOC is hitting, but everyone is still having fun. Excellent. And in Sotor news, uh, the guild won its total galactic war battle, and now everyone who participated can display their new title, Conqueror of Osis. Additionally, if you zone into Osis... You see a banner message stating AIZ is the current conqueror of the planet. Congrats, folks. 7.2.1, which is among the many things, uh, which among many things will bring Galactic Season 4, dropping on 328. It'll also update, um, it is also the update that will bring the 64-bit clients, so we're expecting a bigger than normal download that day. And as always, please come and join the crew Tuesday nights for MFN. And in ESO news, 
the last couple of weeks have been spent working our way through the two new dungeons in preparation for the next chapter release. Uh, the next couple of MFNs will be focused on the upcoming Jester's Festival. We will group up to do the daily quest and take advantage of the XP boost. And in game news, aforementioned Jester's Festival runs from March 29th to April 6th. In addition to the event XP boost, there will be a specific quest to earn the festival boxes full of loot and event tickets. The next chapter, Necrom, will be out June 5th for PC and Mac and June 20th for consoles. In Final Fantasy XIV news, they wanted you to keep an eye out for the FC run of the second return to Ivalice Raid. Castiel will be announcing the date soon, so keep an eye on the uh, Final Fantasy XIV or FFXIV channel for more information. Uh, otherwise, most of the people just trying to catch up on uh, the, uh, the the tribe quests, especially with the new the new uh, bunnies running around. Uh, I believe that also means that the the meta quest for all three tribes is is available once you get all three of those caught up to max uh, rank. So that's pretty much what everyone's been focusing on. So they're awesome. they're doing a meta quest, but not an alliance quest, right? Because they stopped Something doing the alliance like quests. After the second expansion, uh, after Heaven's Ward. Yeah, but they do still do some kind of a wrap-up having to deal with the three of them. So. Okay, okay. All right. And in SGO news, the fleet is closing in on finishing the, its last project. It will complete the fleet holding and give our players access to all the fleet goodies. STO is currently in its second annual... Is is Wow, can't speak. STO is currently running its second event in a year-long campaign. This event focuses on Voth and rewards a universal kit, Voth Battlesuit. It's going to be fun. Don't miss out. A fleet action report and AIE-related STO video podcast runs Monday nights at 10 p.m. It is live-streamed and then posted later to YouTube. All episodes can be found um, at fleetactionreport.com. Fleet Fun Nights runs Tuesday at 10. Uh, they'll help players... Thursdays at 10. Wow. Uh, they'll help players level, run TFO of TFOs, run events, or anything else that players might need. Um, if you want to follow along, uh, twitch.tv slash Greybug. Over on Lord of the Rings Online, up, Update 35 was released on Wednesday, the past one. Uh, with, with the update, everyone returns to Karn Doom, as well as new inf- instances for small and fellowships. Also, the captains, hunters, and wardens trait um, pouts, trait pouts, have been reset. Points. points. I'm guessing that's points. Yeah. Points. Yes. Yeah. Trait points makes more sense. Auto crit for the win. Ooh. Uh, along with other fun class changes that a new update always brings, uh, Karin Doom um, has received a major re- refresh in update 35. Uh, check your mail for the starter quest. And now with the quickest news recap ever, it's time to get back to Hoots and Lank and find out what's going on with TPRBGs, AIE and TPRGPGs, and lots of table talk. Gentlemen, take it away. <laughs> we are not going to talk about the Wizards of the Coast. No. OGL, Ocalypse. We're not going to talk okay. about it. We made you know a whole hour and a half prior recording that you can go listen to if that's what you want to know about. Yes, yep. absolutely. Old news. Old we news covered now. it Old ad nauseum. Yep. We could have gone another um, hour, but, but we so, didn't. So, yeah. Um, but, but as a plug, in light of that, I think everyone nowadays, um, like me especially, like uh, having been in the hobby for, for a hot 
minute is just yeah. taking more time to call out and talk about, um, I, I guess you would call, like have historically called them like third party publishers, or I prefer the term indie RPG yeah. publishers. Independent. Um, and yep. Independent, or at least not in the shackles Smaller. of like a giant company such as Hasbro, for example, yeah, just absolutely. the company off the top of my head. I think, um, the, and, I think the nice thing about this whole mess, though, is people are becoming more aware of not just, you know, the big one, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. if you only knew, absolutely. Uh, and uh, Langvaris, you are talking, but we cannot hear you, or I cannot hear you at least. Can you hear me now or no? Yes. 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 Yep, you're good. Yeah, I know. Uh, just to, to cover your point, Makala. So, of the two game stores that I go to, the second one, the young, the the, the newer one, the more progressive one, has altogether banned D and D, and has replaced it with a full-on learn to play any other RPG except anything. Oh, more neat. Wow. Do they do they still carry the stuff, or is it or is it or that the tables are any it, other game, or it's it, they still carry it, but they've pushed it way back with all the Star Wars Armada stuff. Oh wow! <laughs> Fair, poor Armada. I know it's great minis. It's yeah. so pretty and it's just so expensive and yeah, they just exactly. don't have that much extra space for plastic. They w- they went the Warhammer 40k route on that without getting the fan base to gradually get into that. And just said, here's a bunch of expensive stuff, and everyone went, mm, no, okay. nope. and 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 actually having watched one of these games, it's like, oh my god, so many dice, so right. many rules. At Star Wars in general, though, RPGs. Anyways, continue. I apologize. <laughs> oh, no, now we can't hear you. No, we can't hear you, Hoots. You're muted, Hoots. I'm muted this time. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> taking turns. Excellent. Everyone's taking turns. Um... Was I? Oh, right. At the top of the show, we just wanted to shout out, I think, a couple of indie RPGs that either we've been really into or um, that if, in my case, at the top of the list, I've been kind of saying it at every opportunity that I get. Um, I haven't played it yet because... I have to keep evangelizing it until one of these days I either run a game or or someone runs a game and I'm able to play in it. Um, but I think, like, for indie RPGs that I would recommend people check out, um, Evil Hat has a lovely, award-winning RPG called Thirsty Sword Lesbians that is absolutely, like, again, I it is, like, I own, like, a digital copy of the book, and uh, I have not played or run a game yet, but having gone through that book, it is phenomenal, and you should definitely check it out, and once I keep evangelizing it and we get enough people interested, play we're going to run a game. Awesome. Yes, because I think I think that's next on my to do list. Awesome, um, Lank. I I know I know that's that's one that you recently I think either ran or played in. Yep, yep. I I I got exposed to it at at the convention, and I've been seeing it pop up everywhere. At all everywhere, the yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So I just haven't pulled the trigger and and picked it up. I was actually watching this video on how that's handled on VTT. Um, I also found it rather interesting that you can't the archetypes that they provide. You can't have more than one particular archetype within the game. Oh, neat. So okay. it forces you to be varied, very diverse. That and also the uh, I was joking around with with uh, Hoots about the other day, where Thirsty Sword Lesbians, of course, is an, an homage, a call through to Princess Utena, revolutionary girl Princess Utena. If you're into anime, where it's like, wow, they actually turned Princess Utena into an RPG. Awesome. So on the other All one, right. other aspect. Um, one uh, done from Free League, I got to play Blade Runner 
for yeah. the first time. They do Ooh. some really fun stuff in general. That particular publishing house, I've heard a lot of like um, actual plays and stuff. Yeah, I, I picked up the, the the book and starter set, which comes with its own set of. They have their their own kind of like special little dice that goes along with it, which is total like Blade Runner motif, which is really cute because it's got Ooh. little it's got the little origami horses on it whenever you fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. And uh, it it having playing it, having playing some of the other systems out there. The closest I would have to say is it actually plays an awful lot like Call of Cthulhu. It does, yes. It really does. Have, yeah, same with the Aliens RPG, same thing. And it's heavy, heavy on the RP thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, when when I got to play it recently, the uh, the DM actually like dropped his cup cup of coffee. He's like, "This is one of your favorite IPs, isn't it?" It's like, absolutely yes. And it's like, you know, uh, I know that people have talked about like Cyberpunk or even Shadowrun. Shadowrun, I love it, but it's broken. And Cyberpunk is well, never, Cyberpunk. It's, always, it's always sold out, so you can never really get a copy unless you want to get the digital digital one. But it's it's got that you know. But the problem is that the, it doesn't have the right feel when it comes to dystopia. You, you don't have that oppressive right, right. That comes along with it. Uh, Cyberpunk, it's also really really like pastelly and bright. I don't want that in my dystopia. I want right. My, you want you want you want you want noir. You want noir dystopia. Yeah, you, yeah. You basically want neo noir, and it runs just like that. And it was a really interesting. We got to play one of the uh, starter campaigns with these uh, presets, uh, and it proved to be really really interesting. Uh, the game therefore definitely plays different if you're playing a human or you're playing a replicant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quick, quick cheater things. You know the replicants are the stronger, more physical fit of them, a fit of the uh, of the of the two classes. Of, you can call them classes, two races, whatever. Right races, yeah. Uh, but they are a lot more emotionally fragile, and you always run the the risk of if you push yourself getting retired yourself. And of course, there's yeah. a mechanic where the DM can at one point point toward, towards a human being and say, "Oh, by the way, you're a replicant too," <sighs> and completely oh. screwing up your. And the thing is, is that they keep track of that. So if you're, there's this resource that um, it, it's basically stress. And as a human being, you can ring up a lot more stress than a replicant. But if you end up being the replicant, guess what? You're now completely out of baseline and the entire LAPD is out to get you. It, the, the, it kind of runs between, if you saw like the various like animated shorts that came out, like, uh, was it the um, Blackout or uh, Black Lotus? It runs between 2049 and Black Lotus. So it's like mm-hmm. about five, six years before what you see in 2049. Very cool. But the entire time I w- we were playing it, I joked around. It's like, we need to loop in the Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 soundtrack the entire time because it so led itself to that kind of like moodiness. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So what else, what other what other ones are out there? All right. And I'm going to talk about Traveler. Traveler is oh, an old. I love old Traveler. System. It is. It's old. So, okay, yeah. It, yeah. Um, it is. There are new. There are newer editions out there. You don't die in character creation. That's it. That, that, that's yeah, lame. Yes, that's lame. Um, lame. Oh, it's fine. I, no, it's, fine. it's not. I, if you don't die in character creation at least once, you're not playing Traveler. Come on. Back in I, my I, day. I think that's, that is a position that I respect. <laughs> um, but no, there there are there are newer editions. Um, but my 
God. If you are looking for like a kind of a harder science fiction RPG system to play, look up Traveler. Look up like Mongoose Second Edition. Yep. Look up um I think Cephas Engine is like a version of it. You can look up if you want the really really crunchy old school rules. Look up Mark Miller's Traveler. Um, mm-hmm. it is yep. uh, if if you just want to waste time and not play a video game. Yep. I believe the website is travelermap.com and you can look at basically this RPG's system like it's in it's <laughs> like 40 years or however long of history all of the subsectors that have been published for this game it is tremendous <laughs> and you can spend days going through like sector by sector it's incredible it deserves a massive shout out yeah yeah it's amazing Oh, I was reading something that's like a category post that's saying that cyberpunk is the, is the uh, TTRPG mm-hmm. is progressing of the genre. And I would say, actually, there is a Mexican luchador TTRPG out now, which <laughs> okay. I'm trying to, to call it, a luchador. Amazing. It is. In yeah. fairness to Katavari, I do run a once a year uh, a continuing one shot of cyberpunk. Um, it is a cyberpunk Xmas that I run with my group of friends. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's every year the corpos are trying to steal Christmas from Amazing. the people and we need to save it. <laughs> right. You know, like last year, like they were trying to create like a snow machine that was going to like blanket all of the major cities in snow and shut down everything. It was wonderful. It was absolutely, we had robot Santas. It was, it was perfect. That's awesome. That's amazing. And lastly, like there not- is tell, yeah. Tell me about Coyote and Crow. Yes. So, because it's been getting a lot of buzz. It's been getting a lot of buzz, and I actually picked up the digital version of it. And I'm at, my wife wants me to pick up the hard copy because she loves the idea. So same kind of um, high fantasy, but also slightly sci- sci- sci-fi. It predisposes a world where the European colonizers never made, Amer- made to America. Mm-hmm. So the United States is split up amongst the various Native American tribes, the various like religious and um, technological advancements. And that is the area that you play in. So still like really burying into myself. I bury myself into the book, kind of reading more about it, but it's, it's if, Hey, if you're ever complaining, it's that our D and D is a little too Eurocentric, you know, try a a coyote and crow. I know I'm going to be trying it out. That's fabulous. Trying actually, my wife wants me to set up a game. So she can join and invite oh, some hey. friends over. And she is not a gamer. Yo, she's not. That's awesome. So, yeah. And the uh, the book is gorgeous, by the way, if you haven't mm-hmm. had a chance to take a look at it. I'll have to take a wander over to one of our two uh, um, friendly neighborhood gaming stores and take a look. So, on that, I think the next topic is like you want to talk, well... Um, who else want to talk to me about my recent kind of escap- escapades on Orcon uh, mm-hmm. 2023? Sort of been by February. Yeah. So there's this uh, convention group, oh, convention organization called Strategicon, which they put on three uh, regional gaming conventions in the area. Uh, the w- first one, of course, was Orcon. A lot of these, of course, hadn't been happening because of the pandemics. Was yeah, first absolutely. Kind of, kind of like welcome back to being in real a uh, real person by the way come take a look at our cool convention book as you see a bunch of orcs getting a bunch of like fauci ouchies which is f- f- hilarious 
That's fabulous. And uh, I have been to one a while back ago, but I didn't. I was there more to like hang out with a friend. This is the first time I was actually there just to try out the various gaming systems. Because mm-hmm. uh, even though I do have some experience, I'm kind of willfully ignorant of so many other ones, just because that's not necessarily where I'm usually more, more computer nowadays versus like in person. Right, right. But uh, it's like between, see, I got to try D&D, Call of Cthulhu, Blade Runner, Pathfinder. Um, you know, they, they had my good old like Artemis Bridge Simulator, which was really fun because I get to uh, show off show off um, people my uh, Space Captain method, uh, act, you know, RPG, RP um, tendencies of, you know, I do the whole like Captain Ahab walking back and forth, whack, back and forth. <laughs> which is kind of hilarious. Right, right. But uh yeah, it was from like nine AM to two o'clock in the morning. Every game system that you want to try, you can check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh and every and actually Friday and Saturday nights they have a um tradition of playing werewolf. So they get all the kids and teenagers. So they fill these rooms with thirty participants and they're running like a dozen werewolf games. I was just sitting so do there. You know they're different? Do we know if they're different? Like a werewolf? Not cl- I guess they are no, werewolf. No, 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 yeah, Miller's Hollow. Miller's Hollow. So the, the yeah. RP, RP to it. And it's amazing how, re- you know, the same game kind of plays so a little differently depending on Absolutely. who's running it. Sure. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's I had a great old time. Um, nice. dealer's, the dealer's room was, of course, fantastic because all the cool stuff that you wish a lot of the, um, the, that were available through some of the gaming stores, which some are, some are not. And just some right. unique things that you just can't find anywhere though. I did have to kind of like make a face and kind of, I don't know how I think about this um, where and I, t- I showed a picture to the hoots where I didn't know that gang life was represented in a board game called thugs life. And I did not know how I felt about that. Sure, Sure. It's just one of those. Really? Yeah. One of those are kind of really. That's what we're going like with that. Cholos and 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 gangsters. I'm like going. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I can see that. So there's that. With that, so yeah, so I had a lot of fun. I'll likely be going to the next convention, which is GameX, which will be in May. So if any of the local um, AIE folks want to c- come and join me, you're all more than welcome to. It's usually held at the L- LAX Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, usually a three day. The Orcon was a four, three and a half day ordeal. So I would really highly recommend you save your your pennies and get a room because, you know, I was getting, I was getting back to my room at two, three thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how, how you think, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for this game and that game. Actually, you know, you have a full day and your feet are tired. We're, we're not, we're not, we're not kids at cons anymore. We're, I, yeah, we're grown I am, adults. Yeah, grow, we're grown as people, and it's just like we well, yeah, used to be able are. to go from like five a.m. to three a.m. It's like no, I really no, can't. no, it's not. You know, it is not. You're not an elf in a Dungeons and Dragons setting where you only need four hours of rest. Yeah, and also prove it otherwise. I'll still collapse and die. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, and uh, speaking of which, Hoots, I think you're going to a couple of gaming conventions as well. Yeah, oh, I'm definitely going to. Uh, so in my neck of the woods, there is a Midwest Classic Gaming Convention um, next weekend. Um, it's a three day thing. I'm only going on Saturday. I don't mm-hmm. need to be there every day. And it's it's in town, so I don't need a hotel. Yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah. just go home. 
when I'm tired, right? And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go on Saturday, on April 1st. Now, Midwest Gaming Classic is only RPG adjacent. Um, so okay. there are RPGs and tabletop things that are happening. And then in mm-hmm. addition, their main claim to fame is they have like a bunch of retro computers and then arcade machines okay. that they've got set up as kind of like a free play sort of thing. Uh, so that's that's my project for this upcoming weekend and i see i have a stressed out dog in the other room who is uh probably showing up on the uh audio but um okay. yeah the other thing that we uh we have coming up in october there is a game hole con in madison wisconsin mm-hmm. um and that's something i may make a day trip to again i'm too old to be doing like the whole three-day uh thing for any of these so i may day trip on saturday for that this October. And that's sort of an outshoot of, uh, there's a con that actually just wrapped up last weekend, Gary con in Mm -hmm. Lake Geneva, the, uh, the birthplace of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. 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 I'm familiar. And and that, (laughs) yep, absolutely. And that just wrapped up, I think, uh, just this past weekend. Um, and game old con kind of was an offshoot of that. And then it became its own thing. I like the smaller regional, cons um because mm-hmm. candidly like you can make your mecca to gen con um, but there's yeah. just uh, and and it's, like yeah, it's, it's awesome so but it's crazy yeah and so, uh, so this weekend was was WonderCon. Um, yeah WonderCon, and there was a huge rpg contingent and it's just like i don't want to go because that's huge it's just yeah. really huge and you've all been to the anaheim convention center yep that is the hardest floor on the planet <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I once had a migraine there. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like the kind of thing that if I were to ever go, I would want to get one of those little electric scooters to run around and just like yep. wave my wave my baton at people and get out of my way, Sonny! Get out of my way! Great, now you're turning to OMF. Yeah. Uh, you might be already there. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's basically my uh my game plan for the upcoming year. Literally. Cons, yeah. Um, any other cons that are local that'll that'll pop nice. up? I think what we'll do this is this is live and dangerous planning for the AIE Discord on the air without consulting anyone else. But maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll planning. need to do right. Yeah, maybe we'll need to do something in the uh, the tabletop RPG Discord channel. Yeah, absolutely. To keep track of events that people are going to. That oh, would uh, yeah. be a thing. Yeah. Um, just if people want to, you know. Like meet up because yeah, if people are in town like this week for uh, the Milwaukee uh, Classic Gaming Con, or if you're, uh, I know uh, at least one person often makes it out to Madison for Gamehole Con, so I may I may yeah, attempt to meet planned. up with them there. So that's that is that is stay tuned to the Discord to maybe me and some of the other people throwing something together. This is completely unplanned. I've consulted no one. All Don't right, yeah, you know what? You're now so okay. Thank you for auditioning. You've just been cast. You're now in charge of this. So awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it works, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. There you speak up. Yep. Um, so I'm going to move on to the next topic before anyone records, uh, my, my efforts to volunteer. Oh yeah, go ahead. So I'm going to yeah. say that, uh, again, we've been talking about the kind of like the renewal, uh, and interest in RPGs and, um, you know, for the for, for the folks interested in playing D anD D, at least in the, here in the, in the in Southern California area, there's actually a group called so- SoCal D anD D, which has multiple events, not necessarily focused on playing the game, but more like 
the the camaraderie and community building that goes along with it. Uh, I I missed out on the big um, L.A. D and D Tavern Social this last Wednesday because of reasons. Messed up my foot and it was raining and I hate the rain. But they actually. Oh, you live in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, they actually ended up selling out the old El Cid restaurant, the Flamenco restaurant. I don't know if you've ever been there, but uh, that's about 300 people just showing up there talking D&D and drinking. Oh, so it was D&D and drinks. So so it was, yeah, it was D&D and drinks. Uh, But they also have other events where it's like they do have learn to play, paint the mini, uh, come out and hang out. So they're really kind of pushing this whole social aspect because people realize people need friends after the pandemic and uh, you need to get out of your house. Yeah. And and any RPG really is the social is half the aspect of it. Yeah. As I I posted a meme earlier, like earlier in uh, in the week, it's like I sit around waiting for my friends to show up for our D and D thing because, you know, Therapy is so expensive, and it's only four hours of playing with my friends, playing make believe with funky dice. You know, as as a, you know, somebody um, who is a elder gamer um, who has been doing this for thirty six years, thirty six years. Honestly, it's it's still it's it's you know keeps you young and makes your imagine keeps your imagination going. It makes you helps you be creative, and yeah, it is very therapeutic. I, I will have to say, you whippersnapper, I was playing like D anD D with a ninety two year old man at nice. at uh, at Orcon, and and it's like and he had been playing since like the late seventies. So yeah, it's like so don't don't knock yourself. I've, well, I've been I've been I mean I've been playing since the mid eighties. So yeah. So yeah. So it's like. You know, and, and I run into the most interesting group of people. You know, yes, there's the, the social outcasts and the usual nerd types, but I play with engineers. I play mm, with absolutely. financial analysts, bankers. Uh, you know, we, we had a my game, my group from work was primarily financial intelligence analysts, and then Cameron playing our healer. So you never know. And here, of course, when they ask me, so what do you do? Oh, Professionally, I subvert elected officials. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. So you never know who you're going to run into when you want to do like these kind of gaming gaming events. Now we move on to your review. Yes, hoots. Okay, Th- this is going to be real quick. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just I thought about the past like year um, and like what have I read that's related to tabletop RPGs, and I do want to plug uh, "Slaying the Dragon" by Ben Riggs. It is, I forget what the subtitle is, um, but it's essentially a history of TSR through the Gary Gygax and then Lorraine, the Lorraine Williams days up until the acquisition of Wizards of the Coast. Um, mm-hmm. the, and, uh, the, uh, the, the narrative style, it is, it is certainly a little bit of a love letter to D and D and it is the tone I thought was maybe because I have no heart, uh, a little bit too gushing about D and D and maybe Gary Gygax than I would have liked. But Mm -hmm. the real cool thing about the book is this guy sat down and instead of interviewing, um, or only interviewing like the creative, 
people in TSR. He sat down and started interviewing like all the business sales, marketing and accounting people. Mm -hmm. And the really remarkable thing about Ben Riggs is if you follow him on Twitter, he has now a treasure treasure trove of TSR sales charts that some people in the org just gave him as part of his research. So he has like the actual sales numbers on like the Dark Sun modules were, let, were hmm. like sold during second edition TSR days. We, and we have it them. Is, we own them. Yes. You're, you're like, now we know like you're that one out of however many people that actually have them at this yep, point. Absolutely. That's what happens and, when you work at a gaming store and get a discount and, and are compelled to collect all the things. All the things. All yep. the things. Yeah. That's uh. That, that is that is a peril. That is a great responsibility and a peril. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so that's like the business side of TSR Neat. and how it was essentially always like one like short step away from financial ruin and how like D and D itself, like just at the eve before like its acquisition, like was in danger of like being basically pieced apart into like different Mm -hmm. pieces of intellectual property that were owned by different entities. It is fascinating. And I, I I think the book is worth a read if you're into the history and if you're fascinating, actually, is there the audiobook version of it? Yes, there is an audiobook version of it. So yep, you should, you should give it a listen. Um, and yeah, even if you're just into like, like business writing and like, um, Mm -hmm. like, and don't care about D and D at all. I thought it was fascinating, and that that's sort of my my book plug and my book recommendation for Excellent. the uh, for the we'll say 2023. I remember thinking uh, talking to Bach, where he said that people seem to forget how really non lucrative publishing really is. Absolutely. Sure. There was one. So there's one part of the book, and there's a connection. So uh, basically TSR was founded and run by Gary Gygax and Mm -hmm. he essentially almost ran it into the ground, but it was then through some machinations bought by a woman named Lorraine Williams, who is much maligned in like the history of D and D, but to her credit, she basically kept TSR afloat for like a decade or a decade and a half longer than it really should have been. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But she, through her family, connections owned the buck rogers intellectual property so there was a hot minute during the early 90s where lorraine roger lorraine williams was pushing tsr to like publish and like print a bunch of buck rogers like that is amazing oh wow yep absolutely so that's like the one anecdote from that uh, that book that I that just sticks with me because it's excellent. Um, so yeah, get, give it a check. Um, I'll move on to the next section because I think that's one of my other bullet points that I have. Um, mm-hmm. This just in this weekend, new topic: Warhammer 40k has announced the tenth edition, a new edition of their system, and Lanthanus. 
They're they're pruning down. They're redoing the rule books. You're not going to have to carry around like a separate rule book for each army that you build. They're literally compressing the data sheets and they're promising to make it easier for new people to get into. And I hear that you are now into painting miniatures, right? And are, that you know that's the, uh, I, you know, I am. You do and, are you with me? Awards. Are you with me? against the xeno threat will you stand with me against the tyranids like theris because i'm not like i am a fan of 40 like of warhammer 40k but from a distance right like i am not a miniature painter right you're you're gonna hate this hoots i'm pro tyranids (laughs) (laughs) pro tyranids okay that's fine like i i can respect that but like you are okay you let's well, destroy everything like turn all of the matter everything the yeah let's no go. the yep. see i i have walked into my, my my local gaming stores on on warhammer days and i am blown away about the artistic abilities of these folks i wish i was that good you know i yeah i do it as i kind of excited but these guys like they have airbrushes and stuff tools that i wish i only had my only real issue with Warhammer really is besides how expensive it is, because it is really, really expensive. Uh, a lot of the unit types aren't even being produced anymore or difficult to get. So, um, so whenever I walk, there's, there's actually a game workshop cafe near me. So technically three friendly uh, local gaming stores, but I never really appreciated the kind of the hard sell. Oh, buy this, buy this, buy this. What does each do? Uh, each do? Oh, it doesn't matter. Just buy them. And I'm like going, no, no. <laughs> Let me read the books. Let me read how the rules go. And what's the probability of seeing grown grown nerds like attack each other with like metal rulers as swords? Because okay. I have seen it. See again, what drove me away from gaming back in my like mid mid twenties mm-hmm. was watching the neckbeards fight over like absolutely effects of. Like Warhammer, as Warhammer as, as, as a current neckbeard, as someone <laughs> who needs to shave, I am telling you that that in fact, if you look at the the turn order for Warhammer 40k rules, the argument phase is the most critical phase in determining <laughs> the outcome of an engagement. Fabulous, <laughs> because obviously we don't know, we don't understand, or seem to, to grasp the concept of how a ruler is supposed to be used. Yep. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Here, let me bring out the protractor and the the uh, the the. Don't you uh, just overlays people to figure it out, anyways? I, I, it's 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 again. It's my experience this day is spend four or five hours setting up the setting up the table in the yep. game, and spend thirty minutes of play. Playing. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, and hopes that your friends don't called? like break out beating each other up. Because yeah, yeah. What is it called? It's, it's a carpenter square. Let me break out my yeah. carpenter square yep. to measure this for you because A, I can measure it, but B, if I really need to use it as a weapon. It's a weapon. Yeah, it's a finesse weapon. So you can use it actually um, with either intellect or strength because it's a different kind of finesse weapon. Okay. You know, and, and people make fun of the fact that I like battle tech, but because but, it's actually compar- in comparison to like Warhammer 40K, battle tech is actually pretty. I think we've had this conversation before. I, I, I think the community is a little tamer for battle. Yeah, like Warhammer yeah. 40k is a special breed. It's a um, special, really like, it's is... special kind of nerd. It's a special kind of like. Well, and, again, and we say Warhammer... this with Adapticon being this weekend. 
when blood for the blood god is the rallying cry yep. of Warhammer fans, that that maybe yeah. maybe gives it gives an idea right of there. you know what you're dealing with. Yep. God, I, I love the Warhammer. I just have no space to store them. all that plastic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't either. I, I mean, they're really gonna... pretty, so, and I love the pipe. But oh my god, it's like I don't, I don't have the physical sp- space as it is. You do know that our so our good would... friend um, Alec has actually does 40k at our local gaming shop, um, and teaches all you know, does the painting and the whole bit now. So you need to, you need to hook up with him to but chat some of that he... stuff. Does he teach carpentry carpentry skills to build storage? Is really um, knowing what I him, think, like, yes. Karis is going to get. Okay. Uh, knowing is he him, starting yes. to use like trigonometry to figure out whether this alien. He's a very intelligent like, man. I'm pretty sure he probably does. Yes. All right. Do we want to talk about the D and D movie now? Oh, we definitely want to talk about the D and D movie. Yes. Uh, it's coming out the thirty first, yeah. unless you're Friday. unless you're in, I think, a select audience, or yeah. if you went to South by Southwest, you got to see it. Um, apparently, or work like in a certain pub, industry in Southern predictions. California. Yeah, they had like a whole yeah, like, like, like earlier this week they had a they had a, an event where you can go and watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, it's re- being released on Thursday, so I'm going to go see it on Thursday with Miss Miss Langtheris. Uh, and I just really, really, really hope it, it's like above the Jeremy Irons, Marlon Wayne. It's gotta be. Earth. Anything is. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you who have not seen the, the two, the year 2000 Jeremy Iron versions of Dungeons and Dragons, um, they released two more of those, by the way, that I think were direct to TV. Yep. Um, just, and, but if you have not seen any of those, I think the, a, a younger a YouTube content creator, Ginny D did like a review. Oh, I love Ginny. Um, just the other day. Yes. She, she did a review of the Jeremy. She Iron watches TV them. So you don't have to. Yep. Yes, it is an excellent recap. It is perfect. If you want to get up to speed on what we're talking about, just watch that YouTube video. It's great. Um, uh, but I, I think, I suspect, based on critic reviews and based on that movie, that it probably will at least exceed the 2000 movie. But I think the bar is so low that really... I don't think that's a very difficult list. No, I, no. I, I think when it comes to, to to high fantasy, unless you're talking like the Lord of the Rings like series, it's pretty low. I mean, you said the 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 bar is set really, really low. Real low, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. No, and it's like so. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm going to go see it because uh. So, like I said, my wife wants to go see it because well, she's a therapist. She works with a lot of kids, so she's been like asking me to do a crash course about how D and D works. Uh-huh. As as the, the various races and species that are found within the various multiverses, because all the kids now are asking her, Oh, what do you know about tieflings? What do you know about oh, this? Cute. What do you know about oh, the portal? God. And she lo- goes to me and goes, what do you know about D and D? I was like, enough to be dangerous. What do you know about the races? As I pluck over my like my player's handbook and right. like all the other source books, is where do you want to start? The only one yep. I don't have is the yeah. Cobra book. So I get to like like school her about when it comes to all of that and what where where the various groups comes in, just because she's getting asked left and right because of the kids that she's working with. I I know I do know you know, and a lot of schools you know do actually have D and D groups and all of that, and which weird these kids can actually. 
just find a D&D club and didn't have to find their own people by asking around and getting ridiculed like us. Oh, I, my I God. will say, I will say that we had a, a D&D group when I was in high school. Oh, wait, wait. Was, that was between 2000 and 2004. So Oh, okay. You are younger. Never mind. Yeah, I am younger. Yep. I yeah. am yeah. a little bit yeah. younger. Yeah. Yeah. And many of you have heard like 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 my experience having to play or trying to play the indie as a kid, which didn't happen just because it was not as easily available to to, to certain folks as others. Yeah. Uh, but even now, harder than it was for me. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you it, definitely... was, it was not impossible for me to get involved in it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's, it's just like, like my nieces and nephews, like my, my nephew who's now in high school, junior high school, they had, they had a star Wars and a D and D club. They combined the two. The stuff that I got, the stuff that I got ridiculed, um, for being mm-hmm. a, 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 a nerd with boobs in the eighties. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, you'll never get a boyfriend, girlfriend. No I don't care. I, I, yeah. I just want a DM. Thanks. No, like heaven forbid you like drop your backpack and a and a D twenty came out of your out of your out of your backpack and then everyone goes you're a giant nerd yeah, nerd. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I am on the fence about seeing the movie but not because okay. I'm scared of the movie but because I haven't seen a movie in the theater since before okay. I was on the podcast, right? Okay. So like, I think we said I was last, so it would have been pre pandemic that I was last on the theater, but the pandemic isn't what stopped me from going to the theater. Right. I was already not going to the theater before the pandemic, okay. um, but I will definitely watch the D and D movie when it is out to whatever streaming service. Absolutely. Exists. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's, that is going. So I hope the D and D movie does really well. Right. But uh, just for the brand, I think it would be a good thing for the hobby. I think it's a yeah, good yeah. thing. Say, say what you will about D&D and about Wizards of the Coast. I think it would be a not positive thing. I don't know how movies are doing. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I worry. Right. Um, I think movies are in a bad spot um, because people like me don't go to them anymore. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. We, absolutely. Uh, we were like, not like immediately post pandemic to go see some of the Marvel shows. Ben would rent a movie theater because you could do the smaller movie theaters and it was only 20 people, you know, as long as you had 20 people and it was reasonable, but it was like 10 bucks a person. Yeah. But lately, they've stopped doing that, or they doubled the price, and it just wasn't worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's anymore. like you need, yeah, yeah, it's like so. twenty bucks a person, or you need to do it for forty people. So yeah, um, we weren't able, but we've found like showings where it's not that sold out, you know, not that bad. So we'll okay. Now we're going to this showing at this time in this theater, and we've been really lucky where it's been almost our own, you know, our own theater. Yeah. We didn't lose Langtheris, did we? He's just really good at sitting still. Uh, you're right. I think yep. I think I think he's I frozen. Think okay. All right. Um, so we'll give him we'll give him a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah, we we do want um, to mention Gusty's event. So Hoots, are you up to speed on that yes. or okay? 
Why don't we talk absolutely about that? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. I am absolutely so, not up to speed on that. So, uh, yes, but we do. We definitely want to talk about Gusty's event. Um, let's. So she is looking for people interested in being uh, DMs, Dungeon Masters. Um, if you participate in the event as a DM, you will get a painted mini as a thank you from Lank. And all the players who take part in the adventures will get a random added to a random drawing and a lucky player will also be getting a blind blind bag of metal dice from dice envy nice <clears throat> so if you are interested please reach out to gusty Koo on discord to sign up so that Excellent. is an awesome event and um yeah she's calling it the week of one shots I think we have a Lanktheris trying to He's come back and back. reach yeah. from beyond the uh, the podcast um, <laughs> ether. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, um, and this is a shout out to, uh, speaking of Ben, um, they did a really good podcast on their Dean Discussions podcast, and they interviewed Dr. Emily Friedman, um, and it was all about actual plays, and why critical role does a four hour one where dimension 20 only does two hours shorter arcs and stuff like that. But a lot of, <clears throat> there's a lot of really good um, educational information in there about the different formats, the different games that are used. Uh, I think there's some talk. There was some talk of the OGL stuff in there. Um but definitely take a listen to that uh, that podcast. It was really, really interesting. And she's a PhD, um, and I forget which uh, university she's associated with, but they have a whole course on actual plays and role-playing games and nice. things like that. I should like to listen to that episode just because obviously um, – most of my exercise time is play. It's spent um, listening to actual plays. So yes, yeah, you will you will enjoy that. So apologies yeah. for that. This one no round are unhappy with me. Yes, yeah. well, yeah, it happens. So, um, but yeah. No, the only thing I I, I remember before I get disconnected uh, in regards to again, quick response to Hoots. Movies are not doing well in theaters at all. The future is at home. Yeah, and honestly, there's a very short time between when it's in the theater and when it gets when it hits at home. Sometimes there's no time between the two. Yep. Yep. Uh, and just a clarification from Gusty: the event is not limited to D and D. It can be Pathfinder, uh, Call of Cthulhu, other games. Um, so feel free yeah. to stretch your gaming uh, reach and play other games. Yeah, well, absolutely. I was we were talking about Gusty's uh, um, RPG uh, event. Yeah, we just caught yep, up on, yep, on yep, Gusty's event. Yep. So, and so, as, as you mentioned before, like um, I'm for the folks who are DMing, uh, I'm providing the little colored. Like this is the first one of many. It's a little too small for me to see, but it's a, a little drow swordsman that you can use either as a paladin or a fighter. Excellent. So, so and I little like dwarf little like warlock, but yeah, there's about f four more that are coming. Um, so yeah, if you 
participate and want to work, you know, want to try your hand at DMing, you get one of these little cool little minis that I'll, I'll pick up and paint up for you. Awesome. Uh, we've also, we've discussed it. And uh, so we're going to add a, a, a special little random drawing for a lucky player. Mm-hmm. Uh, one lucky player gets the, gets a very cool little blind bag of metal dice from Dice Envy. So what is traditionally a $50 metal dice, completely a blind bag. You don't know what you're going to get until you get it. Neat. That's awesome. Cool. And I think the, right. the only other thing is just a reminder, there is a D&D Direct on March 28th, uh, product announcements and stuff from Wizards of the Coast. And then what, what's so the very, 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 very Nintendo like? Yeah, I would say the yeah like uh, Watsy is channeling Nintendo. It's like, are we gonna, are, is this going to become a regular thing now? Hey, you well, know, so they, I I wouldn't mind. They've been doing, yeah, yeah, they've been doing directs for yeah, have for a while, I, I, at least a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so like everyone is channeling their inner Nintendo at this, at this point. I think we could we could hold, have a whole show about the state of E3 and how no one is going to it anymore. Yeah, true, true. Because E3 is dead. Finally, <laughs> finally. All right. So before we wrap stuff up, anything else, my friends? Oh, quick little yeah. shout out again for Augustico, who's uh, organizing yes. this. If you want to participate, play, be a DM, by all means, go ahead and reach her, DM her in Discord. Yep. We greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Um, I think that is our show for tonight. Uh, while the chat room continues to set t- uh, suggesting titles, Blank, Hoots, Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, you know, anytime it you guys want to come always, and talk about tabletop, you know. It is always a blast. I always love being on the show. It is. It has been far too long. It really has. We so it, we'll be yeah. bugging you more. We, we, absolutely. We won't make it as long again. Excellent. Um, absolutely. Excellent. All right. All and right. where can we find you folks? Sorry. Nope, you're good. I deleted, it has been a while. I, yeah, I deleted my Twitter. Well, yeah. I deleted all the tweets. I still hung on to like the Twitter handles so no one else took it. Um, I think if I really want to dox myself, like I'm on Mastodon now. I think it's at Andy Van Hout at dice.camp. If you want to follow me on Mastodon, I post pictures of the dogs and that's really Excellent. it. It's like Twitter Twitter as it was in 2007. It's There's nothing of value there, but if you want to follow me on Mastodon, by all means. Excellent. Alas, um, and also Discord. Yes. Oh yeah, you can follow me on Discord. <laughs> I'm in the AA Discord. I hang out there. You can, you can at me there. And as for myself, you can always get a hold of me via email, linktheris at gmail.com. I rarely, if ever, check Twitter nowadays because yeah, I mean, it's Twitter. I am on Mastodon, never check it. <laughs> uh, but you can also go get a hold of me here on, on Discord. I don't know if I know there's a way to link your like your profile name. Oh, there, linktheris hashtag three five six four. There, just type in at link. Yep. He'll find you. Or just join the AI Discord at Langtheris at there you go. 3 a.m. Exactly. Pacific time. And, and yell at me for being long-winded and telling too many stories. It's part of, nope. No, no, it's part of your charm. Okay, it's like me being short and sassy. It's part of your charm. Yes. If you weren't long-winded, we would worry if something is wrong with you. Exactly. 
All right. Absolutely. Well, if you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast.aieguild.org at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast, while Twitter still exists. Mew is at the Mew Cow. Makala is at Cyberwave, and I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, aie-guild.org slash podcast-live-stream, and look for the link to our Discord server at aie-guild.org. For past episodes, you can find them on our YouTube channel, The AIE Podcast, and our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com. And if you have any member segments for us, this is where we would put them. So let us know and we can get in the next one. Don't record a member segment that's an hour and a half. No, no we yeah. just put that no. on the feed. You need to give us, you need to give us yeah. a, a, a okay. Now we need a trailer, gentlemen. Exactly. For your, for your member segment, we need a trailer. Yeah. So what seconds. you're saying is that we should totally run on this side thing with, with RPGs and ju- just post it alongside or after your shows because otherwise <laughs> it'll be just hoots myself and the rest of the other like. Like uh, RPG, t- uh, like Yahoo's talking for two, three, four hours at a time. The, yeah, yep. yeah. So, so the 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 podcast about RPGs will be longer than most RPG se- sessions, which is not a bad thing. And we yep. always need more RPGs. All right, guys. Um, so next time we'll be talking about someone about something. It's on Easter Sunday, so we're gonna try to figure out our schedule. Um, but until then, AIE. This is Hoots. That was Dankferis. Or was it? It was. This is Makala. This is Tetsemi. I'm Ron Burgundy? No. Uh, this is Mucow. <laughs> and this has been the very long-winded AIE podcast. <laughs> Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>